If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, it's free and everyone loves free. Second, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, which makes it very convenient. Third, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Finally, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So take a moment to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, my name is Tanisha Nicole, and I love sitting with authors and discussing the backstory behind their books. I created Beyond the Bookshelf because I love having conversations with authors. After working with a few high-profile authors, I discovered that the backstory behind their books were just as powerful as the book itself. So I had an idea for a show, and I decided to call it Beyond the Bookshelf because sometimes when you see a book on the shelf, you look at the cover, you look at the title, but you don't always understand the story behind that book. So thank you for joining me on this journey with a few authors and a couple of backstories. I hope you enjoy. And if you love this show, please rate, review, and subscribe so you get brand new episodes delivered to you every Saturday morning. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me on a brand new episode of Beyond the Bookshelf. This episode was actually recorded a couple of weeks ago, but due to scheduling and a new president and vice president-elect, I decided to hold on to the episode for a couple of weeks. This episode is really special and important to me because I had an opportunity to sit and talk with Cassidy Lee. I read her book, Finding Peace during the healing process. It is a 21-day devotional, and I fell in love with the book, as I normally do. And when I interviewed her and talked to her a couple of weeks ago, we had such a great conversation. The interview took about 20 to 30 minutes, but I actually stayed on the call with Cassidy for almost an hour and a half to two hours after we wrapped up. So this episode is very special to me. It's very important to me, and it is a devotional that I've read um, cover to cover, and I really enjoyed it. It was exactly what I needed at the time that I needed it, and I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to a brand new episode of Beyond the Bookshelf. I am so glad that you decided to join me on another Saturday with a brand new author and a brand new book. Today, I have the pleasure of sitting with Cassidy Lee, and she is the author of Finding Peace During the Healing Process, 21-Day Devotional. Cassidy, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. You're more than welcome. So can you talk to us a little bit about your book and why you chose to write this book at this particular time in your life? Yes, ma'am. You know what? It really goes back to around 2009. Mm -hmm. I first started my writing ministry and it began as a blog and I used it as a form of just healing because my dad had, had passed away during that time period. And I would just write blog entries. Some of it would be poetry or just things that I found were um, I, I was observing around me and it just built from there. And every once in a while I would, you know, come back to it as I was going through the grieving process. And then in 2016, there was just exponential flooding in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. 
Mm-hmm. And my family and I, we lost our home. So all of the things that were in my home, all of it was flooded out. We got about five inches, not five feet of water in the house. And mm-hmm. so during that time period, just still having to work because I was a, a school librarian at the time and having to help with rebuilding and things and processing my loss, I started to come back to the blog more often. And what I noticed was that the blog entries were starting to build on each other mm-hmm. and they would have um, my, my format is scripture, observation, application, and then a prayer at the end. And I thought that was the most, that was the most relatable way and in a way that people could really absorb what they read. It wasn't just throwing scriptures at them and it wasn't just giving my opinion. And I wasn't just telling them, Hey, you should change this. I actually gave them ideas of how to do so. And then of course, sealing everything with prayer. And so it took me about two years. And of course with the pandemic and I was laid off from my job um, in about, I think April, mid April. And so it gave me that opportunity. I came back to it and I was able to have it published. I want to say in about three months because I released it in July in ebook format. And since then I have um, released it as a paperback and it's available on my website now. So just all that process, you know, it was, it was in the making for almost a decade. And then finally I was able to, you know, bring it to full fruition. Um, a couple of months ago. Wow. That's, that's a really incredible story. I had no idea that the book was that new. I, um, I don't know why I didn't think that, but I, I just didn't. And, um, where, where were you, can I ask you where you were working prior to the pandemic? Yes, ma'am. I was a library director for Mm -hmm. a resource center for educators, um, in my state. And Mm -hmm. so the library ended up being closed um, after the pandemic. And so just that transition, I, and I've, I've said this um, with, with other interviews and, and giving insight into the educator's perspective on things, I decided not to go back to the classroom either because mm-hmm. it was just too risky. I didn't want to put my family at risk, continuing to go back into the classroom even though I miss it, I, I, I definitely wanted to um, interact with my students and things like that. But I just decided <clears throat> maybe this is the time that I need to fully immerse myself in my writing ministry. And also maybe it's time for, I like to call it my second act and transition mm-hmm. into just full-time writing. And the reason why I asked that is because um, I work in education And I, I really struggled with the way that the pandemic was being handled um, once the new school year started. And I will be honest and tell you and anybody that's listening, um, it's really a tough spot to be in because, um, because just going day to day while I love what I do and I love the kids and I love teaching, it's, it's nerve wracking. And then, you know, uh, when the school has a case and nothing gets done like nothing changes, Mm -hmm. nothing happens. And I always, I I pray constantly and ask God why certain things in my path hadn't worked out. So for instance, I'll be transparent with you and tell you, I have been trying to uh, get into an alternative teaching program so I can become Mm. an elementary school teacher. 
And I've had to take a series of tests to actually get admitted into an alternative teaching program. And I couldn't pass all the tests that I needed to pass. And yesterday was my birthday, and I found out that I did not pass one of the t- exams that I had taken earlier this week. And so I, I again asked myself and was praying. I was like, God, are you trying to tell me that my path has changed? Is there something that I'm missing? You know, and I, I, I've been trying to figure that part out. And when I was reading your book, it really helped me. Some of the with some of the personal issues that I personally deal with, you know, right now, and then I too had lost my I lost my mom, so I lost my mom to uh, breast cancer a couple of years ago, and my grief process was like real ugly, mm. and I I I knew how I, I I was grieving, so I I but I I didn't do it in the it was just an ugly way, so for me like I really wanted to either stay to myself or I really want to stay with my significant other. And I, and then, you know, he's an entrepreneur, so he has other stuff going on and he couldn't like just be with me all the time. And I didn't know how to, I, I felt like my process was so hard and I felt like every day that I, I miss my mom and I wanted my mom to be here, but I realized that she was in a much better place because my mom was battling cancer and she was tired and she was ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but that didn't take away the natural human emotions that I was feeling at the time. And luckily, gratefully, I started healing through my process and my through my I started writing my book. And that's oh. what helped me, that's what helped me heal. So I went through the situation of um making a decision. And I decided to write a book about the lessons that I learned from my mom. And as I wrote, it was painful because I had to relive a lot of stuff, Mm -hmm. but it was also therapeutic. And that is how I think, I think that's the way that I actually started to fully heal and understand my emotions, go through my emotions, process my emotions, and then ultimately write through the emotions that I was feeling. And then I learned to be okay that, you know, I was still in the process and I was still going through it and I was coming out on the other side of it because I did believe that I could be healed. I could, I did believe that I could heal from my mom's death. I did believe that that was possible. So that's what I continue to do. And writing was my way of doing it. So when I read your book, some of the chapters stood out to me because when I was going through that process, if I if if I had had your book during that time, it would have really helped me kind of ground myself uh, mm. when I was going through it. So I, you know, the reason why I was asking you those, those things is because what I find is a lot of the authors that I invite on the show, I have after when I start reading their books, I discover that I have a problem. A, a bit of a similar connection with what they're going through. And so their writing helps me. So I read the books to, to have people on the show so I can talk about the book and never realized how much I needed the book when <laughs> I had them on the show. Right. So today, you know, when I, I started, you know, reading and I was a little bit down today, I was happy and I was, I had a really good birthday. I was grateful for that, but I was like, but Hey God, I didn't pass this test again. So what are you trying, like, are you trying to tell me something? Is there something that I'm missing? And then I had talked to someone else who had told me, well, God knows your heart. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I, you know, was concerned about was the pandemic and how it was being handled with schools. 
And I'm like, it's not that I don't love what I do, but it's just not a really safe environment, in my opinion, right now. And then I had somebody tell me, but God knows that. Like he knows, he knows where you are. So I wanted to ask you, and I know I've kind of rambled a little bit and I'm oh, sorry. No, no, no. But I did want to so ask you. <laughs> I did want to ask you, how did you, I'm not going to say, how did you know, but when you are in this writing season, how, how do you know it's the right thing to do in this season? And I know that it's God because even just the connection that you pointed out and the connection that we've made, just having this conversation Mm-hmm. gives me my confirmation, so to speak, because these are things that it's like you said, you, I'm just writing it to heal. But the fact that someone else can not only relate to it, but it be so timely for them. It's mm-hmm. almost just like an unction. I just mm-hmm. feel led to do it. And for me, I, I have absolutely no idea sometimes when I'm writing it, but it, it's just this feeling in my spirit. Let me go ahead and release this. Mm-hmm. And just the things that you just said, I've had people come to me um, and ask me questions about you know, how to encourage ed- educators during this time because they want to be back in their classrooms, but they know it's not safe. And mm-hmm. it's just, you know, just this empathy that I have for that knowing that we all have this this shared desire, but knowing that it's not, it's just not the best decision. It's not wise to go back into the classroom, but that that hurt that we can't do what we love. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've tried to speak to that. Also what you said about the process. And I, I've told people before, the reason why it's, it's finding peace during the healing process is because what I've noticed is that people... One, they grieve and don't realize it. And then mm-hmm. two, they don't realize the process of grief is going to hurt. I mm-hmm. will not I, I will not sugarcoat it. It's going to hurt. But the point is that you can have peace while you go through that process. Because the situation with my dad, what made that so difficult was because at the time, he had been in and out of my life, maybe starting at 15 up until I think I was 24 when he passed. And so what happens when you're not in contact with someone when they pass, you continually enter the grief cycle because you're used to that person not being present. And then you get hit with the realization over and over again that they really are no longer present anywhere. And that's Mm. what would start the grieving process over and over and over again for me. And it took a while to move past it. But what I realized is that during that process, I could be at peace and accept the fact that I need to be gentle with myself. I said that in one of the, the, the entries for the devotional, you need to be gentle with yourself and be OK with the fact that you're going to move at your own pace. And I just saw it as so timely and relevant to reaffirm people that it's OK to be in that particular season and 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 honestly, like I've been blessed by the fact that people were able to relate to it and, and that it helped them because I just wanted to say it's OK and encourage them. It's OK to 
feel that, you know, you're getting up each day and it's very hard to just, you know, get up and move, but you're getting up and moving and, and it, that in, in itself is a blessing, you know, so keep going forward. I just wanted to encourage people to do that. Yeah. And I'm glad that you said that because I, when I read, when I, I think it was, I don't know which chapter it was, it may be the last one, the mm-hmm. one about the tears and, uh, uh it was day 20 or 21 i believe i think it was 21 and i i that res- that i think that particular chapter resonated with me the most because i would feel like after the passing of my mom and even yesterday i'll be honest and tell you even yesterday i went to work and then i came home and as i was driving home i thought about my mom and so mm. i started crying in the car and then i felt either my spirit or my mom like telling me, don't mourn me. You know, it's okay. I'm still with you. Don't mourn me. And it didn't stop my tears from flowing immediately. You know, they did stop shortly after that, but I just felt like, you know, I, I, I really miss my mom. And sometimes when I miss my mom that much, I cry. And at one point, I, at one point I, I remember in my old apartment, I just threw myself on the floor and just started mm-hmm. crying. And then at another point, I would just be in my bed and I would muffle my screams because mm-hmm. I was in that much pain. And I didn't, I think with my mom, she was sick. So, you you know, when people have stage four cancer and basically there's nothing else they can do, you know, you know, the inevitable will probably happen, but, but you're never prepared for the, you're never prepared for that. Even as much as you think you're prepared, when it happens, you're just not ready. And I think that after the fact for me, I cried a lot. And I am a person that when I was younger, I never cried. Mm-hmm. And now I cry all the time because I I, I look at it as a form of a release. Right. And I'm grateful that I can, you know, freely let my tears flow. I don't judge myself anymore because at one point I used to, and I don't do that to myself anymore. And then you know, I look at it as it's a release and it's okay, you know, and I've gotten to the point now to where I can cry happy tears too, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, it's a release of emotion. And so when I read that particular chapter, I was like, this really resonates with me because sometimes people just don't understand. And oftentimes when people see you crying, they don't always know what to say. They don't know what to do. It's kind of awkward. And I think you mm-hmm. wrote about that book <laughs> and they're just kind of like, I don't know what to do here. So let me just stay in here and maybe she'll stop crying. I don't know. But, <laughs> but, you know, I've learned that God sees your tears and God, God knows you know, and I'm grateful that you wrote about that because when it comes to the healing process, I think those are times or that those are things that, you know, you go through as a person and some people like, like I was in my younger version of myself, I didn't cry because I looked at crying as a weakness Mm -hmm. and I felt like, no, I can toughen this out. I'm okay. You know, and then I would just maybe only cry like once a year when I was like in middle school, high school. And then when more life started happening to me, I realized, you know, I cried more often. And then after I lost my mom, that's when I I really cried the most. But I I knew that God, if nobody else understood my tears, that God understood my tears. So I'm I'm grateful that you wrote about that in the, in the, in the healing process or in the book, you know, Hmm. when it comes to the process of healing. 
And I'm so glad people can relate to that because when we think about mental health in some communities, it's, it's frowned upon um, and we don't we don't deal with just the, the, the root of grief and just mm-hmm. allowing people like you mentioned, you can cry happy tears, just allowing people to express themselves and it not being the status quo of what tears should represent there for cleansing. Um, sometimes you just need to let it out. I know when I first started teaching, just the overwhelm of being a first year teacher, I cried out uh, mm-hmm. a good number of weekends because it was just so much and I would have to come back to it <laughs> next Monday. You mm-hmm. know? And so it's okay to do that. I, I would say, of course, you need tools. And that's why I always put the application into um, the devotional. But we really should reframe how we look at just the grieving process, period. Yeah. And one of the things I wanted to ask you is when I've read other devotionals, usually the devotion is about 30 days. And it's probably like, you know, for every day in, in, in a in a given month, you know, some months have 31 days, but most months have about 30 days. So with yours, it was only 21 days. Can you talk to us a little bit? I think I know why you did that, but I want I want to see if I'm if I'm right. And uh, why you chose 21 days as opposed to, let's just say, 30. Yes. So usually they will say that it takes 21 days to form a pattern. And Mm -hmm. also, if you believe in spiritual fasting, then normally you'll have a 21-day Daniel fast. And and people do different variations of it based on whatever their, you know, needs are at that point, spiritual needs are, or with, um, you know, health needs and things like that. So even though it's 21 days, my goal is also, in addition to, like I said, forming a, a pattern, my my goal is to start to add on to the amount of days because I didn't want to just, you know, go right into, because I love Jesus Calling is 365 days, mm-hmm. but I knew I couldn't do 365 days. And I mm-hmm. knew that some people may not be ready for something that big. I wanted to be able to definitely appeal to people that um, in the synopsis, it says, it's small but mighty because as a teacher, it was very difficult for me to have those moments where I could just sit and have quiet and prepare for my day. I, I would have to get to work 30 to um, an hour early, 30 minutes to an hour early just to get settled in my classroom. And then I would try to pray and listen to worship music and, and just get myself prepared before my students came. And so a, a short devotional like that or, you know, someone like me who had that kind of schedule, it would be, you know, powerful in a sense that I'm getting everything I need, but it's also, it I can, I can put it into my schedule without having to lose too much time or it throw me off of uh, what I'm already doing. And so I definitely wanted to appeal to um, working professionals as, as far as that being the audience, but also my next project, in addition to others, is 40 days, and then I'll go to 90 days, and then 180. So just building up as well. So it had it had multiple purposes. Okay. Uh-huh. And, and that's what I thought. Oh, I hear myself echoing. 
Hold on. Okay. That's what I thought, but I wanted to go ahead and ask because I wanted to hear I wanted to hear what you had to say about that. And I also wanted anybody that's listening to hear what you had mm-hmm. to say about it as well. And I did at the end of the book, I did see where you were going to have additional works uh, come out in about, was it 2021? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I did see there was going to be one on 40 days. Um, and I saw a couple of other ones that you had posted at the, at the very end of the book. And I will, and I, I completely agree with you. So when I read it, I mean, they were very, it was a very, each chapter was a very quick read. Mm-hmm. And it was something that, like you, when I go into school, I don't have time for myself. And given the pandemic and how school is uh, after COVID, like we don't always get our conference periods. Like I don't get a yeah. conference period by myself. I don't even get lunch by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that time that I actually, without knowing, took for granted you know, the, my, my stowaway <laughs> times, I don't get those anymore. So I too sometimes have to sit in the car, um, when I first get there and, and I pray, I pray before I get out of that car every single morning, I thank God. I, I pray for protection and peace. And then I always pray and ask God to go before me and allow me to teach to, to the best of my ability and, and stuff like that. But had I, um, but that, but your your uh, your devotional is something that I could definitely easily read um, right before I physically walk in, mm-hmm. and, and so I do I do agree with um, I do agree with that, and it, it definitely is. And then sometimes, you know, when I've read other devotionals, sometimes even throughout the day, I would like go back and read either the devotional for that day or go back or I'll read a devotional from another day. And because sometimes the the scriptures can apply to what I'm going through at that precise moment. And that's what I, as in this particular environment, I have called on God a whole, whole, whole lot. (laughs) I've always called on God, but it's been, you know, it's been really different uh, this, this go round. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely something that I would, highly recommend and it's it's so well written and it's easy it's easy to read you know and and the application is is really good as well and and again you know like you said you don't tell people what to do right. you just tell them how they could you know apply it and i i think it's i think it's really good and i'm i'm very grateful that i actually stumbled across it cuz i'll be honest with you and tell you after i have finished recording with an author last week, I didn't know who my next guest was going to be. <laughs> and I always, I always pray and ask God, okay, God, what do I do? I don't, and I didn't have anybody lined up. So I was like, okay. And I, I think as soon, as soon as I posted about the episode I did, I saw your friend request as soon as I did it. And so I looked wow. at it. <laughs> yeah, I looked at it and then I went and I went on your uh, website mm-hmm. and then I saw your book and I was like, okay, God. And so in my spirit, I felt that you were the person I was supposed to interview next. And well, that's I how I operate. It. And I, I, that's, that's how I, that's, that's how my guests get chosen. Hmm. So I used to have like, um, people that were just set and ready to go. Like I had a pretty tight schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's not that I don't have that. I just, I'm really obedient to my spirit, to my spirit. So if my spirit leads me 
to um, choose a particular person and reach out to a particular person, then that's what I do. And then I kind of release it and allow God to just take over. And so that's what happened. So yeah, I, I saw your friend request. I looked at your website. I got your book and I couldn't start reading it right away because I was studying for a test. And mm. then I, I think on Tuesday, I don't know, maybe Monday, Tuesday, I read a little bit of your book and I was like, oh yeah, she sh- I think she should be on the show. So I prayed over it. So when I sent you the direct message, I prayed over it and I was like, okay, God, I'm obedient. I'm doing what you advised me to do. And so we'll just, we'll just see what she says. And then, you know, you, re- you, you, you responded to my message when I was at school. And so I was like, at first I was thinking, well, maybe she doesn't, maybe she's not available. And then I was like, well, I'll just, you know, if she responds, she responds. And if she doesn't, it's okay. And that's kind of how I treated it. And so then I was, uh, I was in class this week and I saw your message and I was like, oh my God, she responded. <laughs> and so I was so excited. And, um, uh, but yeah, that's how, that's, that's how I, that's how I chose to reach out to you. So, I mean, mm-hmm. again, God, you know, God never ceases to amaze me. That's something mm-hmm. I used to always say because he always gives me either who I need or what I need at the exact moment that I need it. And I don't realize it. So even during the week, Cassidy, I'll be honest and tell you, I couldn't even finish reading your book during the week because I was studying. Mm. So my, so my focus was on studying for this, for this test. And I couldn't read anybody's book the way that I would normally do during any given week. So Mm -hmm. with yours, I was like, okay, well, I'll just have to read it a little bit later. So I started reading it again on Thursday when I was going to get my hair done. And then I was like, okay, this is really good. And then I finished reading it. Uh, this I finished reading it this afternoon, and I was like, this was a really good read. And it's really, it's 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 small, but like you said, it's it's small. When I say small, I mean small, like as in pages. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, but it's mighty, and it's very much needed, especially in this given, uh, in this particular space and time. Oh, yeah. And what I did want to ask you is, how did you choose? the titles because I know you have the days but how did you choose the titles it's funny because as a writer and I I write different write in different genres I just kind I I think about what I want to convey Mm -hmm. and I want it to also be catchy but for this one it was actually the theme of it. it it wasn't necessarily the title of each day but it was more the theme for each day and I eventually just took out theme but I I, before I wrote anything I I would sit and I would pray and I would I would you know receive okay I want to focus on this in this particular entry so tears are for cleansing I was just going through a period where I was grieving and so I was listening to, um, it's actually the song, to, um, um, So in Tears. And mm-hmm. so that's one of the verses from the song, uh, Tears are for Cleansing. And so that was, that was the theme and it worked very well as a title. So I started to do that with the different entries that I had. And that's mainly how they came to me. I really... Um, and that's another reason it took a while. Of course, there were other things going on, but each day was very intentional. And it was during my own devotional time 
that I would I would receive insight into what I should focus on in each entry. And so I just I just let myself be led. And eventually I made it to 21 days and I was like, whoo, I got it all. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I I just wanted to ask about that because the because the themes were so um they related to each other. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that you had written about that or you had spoken about that. And I thought that it because again, I'm comparing it to other devotionals that I've read. So I yours was really unique. And I, I liked I mean, I like the other devotionals as well, but I really like yours because it was done in a way that it wasn't, it wasn't overpowering mm-hmm. because sometimes some of them can be, but it was done in a way that it just, I don't know how to describe it. It just made sense. Mm-hmm. And it really, and it spoke and it, it made, but it spoke to you in a way that it's just like, you know what? It's okay. Right. However you're feeling, wherever you are, it is okay. You know, take this day Take these scriptures, apply it the way you need to apply it, and it's okay. And you know what? It's going to continue to be okay. Even when you think it's not okay, mm-hmm. it's still going to be okay. And that's kind of how I read it. And um, I can't really, I can't say enough about it because it was what I needed when I didn't know I needed it. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm grateful that I was able to read it. And I'm grateful that I was able to uh, follow and be obedient to what God was instructing me to do, you know, to reach out to you and and have you on the show. And I, you know, wanted to see, um, not see, but I just, I I think that it's just amazing how God works. I'm just definitely in awe. And, And I think it's just because, you know, where I, on Thursday, you know, where I was on Thursday is not where I am today on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like sometimes my emotions and the the things that I have set forth and the goals and all the stuff, all the stuff that I <laughs> want to do. And I'm like, God, you know, I keep trying and I keep doing my part. And it's like, I feel like I'm spinning my wheels. And so mm-hmm. when I read, when I finished reading the devotional today, I was like, this is what you needed. And you didn't know you needed it. So, you know, you're not spinning mm-hmm. your wheels exactly where I need you to be and where I need you to be is in my word right here, right now and focusing on me, not what you want to do and how what you want to accomplish, but focusing on, on, on what I've, what, what I need from you, what I want from you and what my instructions are, you know, to you and what my word says. So yeah, it was, it was what I needed. And I, I'm, I'm very grateful for that. And just that fact alone blesses me because I've heard similar things um, as far as it it's not overpowering. And that was really, that was what I wanted to come across. I wanted it to be genuine, but I also wanted it to be gentle. Um, mm-hmm. I've been in ministry for a while. Um, I want to say, yes, I start not just in writing ministry, actually, working in church ministry. And what I noticed is that because I'm in the Bible belt, I've noticed is that people will be very forceful. And because it's such a personal decision, it's something that starts within someone. You cannot force them. Yeah. You can gently. And, and we see examples of Jesus in his ministry. He, 
he was firm, but he was gentle in what he said and how he interacted with people. Um, I, I, and I just feel that a gentle spirit, I mean, and again, like, like you said, it's, you can, you can apply it or not. And, and it's okay. Um, Mm -hmm. there are things that will work in certain seasons of your life and there are things that won't work. Something that will work for you won't work for someone else. And you should not feel judged for that. And I'm so Mm -hmm. thankful that my intent was clear, um, when they read it, because I didn't want to be, I didn't, I didn't want to be put in a box, but I also wanted to be sure that I was really, um, I was helping and not hurting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think you did, I think you did an excellent job. Excellent job. And before we wrap up, because I'm looking at the time, uh, but before we wrap up, I wanted to see how we can support you and where we can follow you on social media. Yes, I have um, my own website, my author website, which is Cassidy, C-A-S-S-I-D-Y-A-L-E.com. And that's where I have um, links to my the ebook version of my book and the paperback version of my book in my e-commerce store. I also have um, several social media accounts. I'm on Instagram and Facebook as Cassidy A. Lee 42. Mm-hmm. And I'm on Twitter as Cassidy A. Lee. Recently, I started a uh, Goodreads author account. And so okay. I can also be found there if you search either the book title, Finding Peace During the Healing Process, or if you search my author name um, and you'll you'll find my author page. And what I would like to start doing very soon is um, doing giveaways and book clubs. I have it all set up. Um, I just need some participants. Okay. And- I don't have a date set yet. I'm still working on the logistics and putting things together because, again, I'm a teacher at heart. So I I do want this to be instructional. I'm putting together a writing conference and it's going to be virtual for 2021. Um, So that's something that I'm going to be releasing information about through my website and my social media. Okay. Well, that sounds awesome. And I'll definitely have to keep in touch with you because I want to, you know, I I try to follow after I I have guests on the show, I try to keep up with them. And Mm -hmm. if they have other books or other works or other projects that they do, I try to uh, support them. Uh, So I will definitely, you know, keep in touch with you because I want to continue to follow your journey and support you in the in the book clubs and all the stuff that you're going to have going on. Cause that's something that I love to do just in my, in my uh, downtime anyway. (laughs) Yeah. So I'll definitely be on the lookout for that. Um, Cassidy, it's been a pleasure. I'm so glad that I had you on the show today. I'm so glad that you took the time because I know you had a busy day. I'm so glad (laughs) that you took the time to join me on the show today. And uh, this was really good. It was what I needed. And I didn't, I I keep saying that. I don't know how many times I've said that, but it's, it's, it's definitely something that I needed. And I feel, I feel spiritually full right now. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I don't always you know, feel or act or actually say a lot, but I, I'm grateful that you are here. Mm, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, guys, this is, uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up and thank you so much for joining us on another episode of beyond the bookshelf. I will be back, uh, next Saturday. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with a friend 
rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey. Until next time, bye. Oh, 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 oh